Good morning. Y'all can do better than that. Good morning. Ah, oh, yeah, that's much better. This is the day that the Lord has made. I am already glad and rejoicing in it. And I'm not by myself. I think somebody else left home with a praise on their lips. I didn't wait to come to get the fire from here. But I had the fire when I came through the door this morning. Because God is good. And he's good all the time. We welcome those of you that are joining us by way of live streaming. Yes, this is K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. The church where everybody is somebody. For we know that the Lord, he is good. And he keeps blessing us. Every day, day by day, new blessings we receive. That's why we need to keep praising his holy and righteous name. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. For he is worthy. The word of God tells us, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I don't need a rock. I don't need a tree to praise the Lord for me. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us to be in church one more time. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Lord God, we thank you for your grace. And we now ask that you will have mercy on those, those that desire to be in church. Have mercy on those that are sick and shut in, Lord. We ask that you will have mercy on the bereaved. And Lord God, for us that are up and able to be here, we ask that you will bless everything that we do. Give us your Holy Spirit so that nothing that we do will be in vain, that all of it will be to your praise and to your glory. Lord God, bless the scriptures. Bless the songs that the choir will sing. Oh God, bless the God-man that will break the bread of life this morning. And don't let us just be listeners. But Lord, you bless us so that we will be doers of your holy and righteous word. And Lord God, we will leave here rejoicing, rejuvenated, and revived, knowing that you are still holy and that we praise you in everything that we do. And Lord God, we ask that you will receive this prayer in the precious and matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And all of the people said amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Are you glad to be in church one more time? We thank God for our first responders. And we appreciate you all being here this morning. We're glad in church one more time.
Good morning. Glad to be in the service one more time. Our scripture reading this morning is coming from St. John's 20th chapter, verses 24 through 27. And it reads thus, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into that print of the nails, and thrust my hands into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then says he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. May we pray. Our Father in heaven, we come to you this morning with repentant hearts, thanking you for the many blessings. We thank you for waking us up this morning with sound minds and a portion of health and strength. Father, many in our church family are sick and have lost loved ones. We ask that you wrap arms of love around them and carry them through these difficult times. Lord, teach our youth. Direct their path that they may show love towards one another, not hate and killings. Let them know that you and only you are the way to a new and meaningful life. Help us as Christians and parents to reassume our role in reaching our young ones who have gone astray. Help us to stop finding fault among ourselves and unite to improve the plight of our youth. And be reminded that God instructed us for all have sinned and come short of the glory of the world God. Help us to build up, not tear down. Our Heavenly Father, heal our sick world. Deliver us from leaders who care only of their own selfish agendas rather than the welfare of the less fortunate. God, we thank you. In the midst of gloom and doom of the world, we ask that you keep us encouraged through your word and promises. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Come on and give God a great big hand of praise. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together for God is great and he is greatly to be praised. Amen. Good to see each of you, my father's children. We thank God for this day. Thank God for this moment. Thank God for your presence on this morning. And we certainly thank God for our first responders. Amen. Can we thank God for them this morning? Amen. 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 
We're going to hear more from them later in the service, but as we continue through this uh, worship experience, I do want to just give you a few announcements. I want to let you know that on next Sunday, next Sunday, you remember, is our Family and Friends Day. Uh, it is the community festival that starts out our Family and Friends Day weekend on Saturday. So we invite you to wear your T-shirts, your K-Chapel pre-order T-shirts. If you got those T-shirts, you're welcome to wear them then. You're even welcome to wear them on Sunday. Just wash them, amen, and you can wear them on Sunday, amen, <laughs> amen. Listen, because it's casual Sunday, it's casual Sunday. We come on ca in casual wear for Family and Friends Day, and so you can come in casual wear. You can also wear that T-shirt during uh, your, your, the, the Family and Friends Day Community Festival, which is Saturday. Do want to let you know that there are extra shirts that have been ordered, and so if you need some shirts and you were not able to pre-order, uh, uh, where's Deacon Brown? Deacon Brown, Deacon Brown, no, you, are, are the shirts in the back? Shirts are in the back as well. So if you need a K-Chapel uh, shirt for uh, Family and Friends Day, you can get that in the back while supplies last. Also in the Fellowship Hall, uh, the youth department is continuing with the annual uh, youth roundup uh, activities. And so if you're a young person and you haven't been engaged and involved uh, with the work of K-Chapel, perhaps over the last few years due to the pandemic, uh, this is a time, for parents, for you to get your young people uh, registered and signed up with the awesome things that are going on through our youth ministry. Again, you can go to the fellowship hall and get your young person registered. Amen. Amen. Saturday, April 29th, y'all, we got the Nate Ruffin 5K run. Amen. The Nate Ruffin 5K run. And I believe, I believe they are looking, uh, where's Deacon Sims? I heard his voice. Hey, there Deacon. It's hard to see y'all's faces with the mask. Uh, but uh, I believe they're trying to get um, a record number of runners this year. Amen. Can they walk too? They can walk too. They can walk or run the 5K. Amen. And, and, and if you need some help getting across the finish line, they got you. Amen. 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 They, they'll come and pick you up, and you can take a picture like you crossed the finish line. Amen. 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 We got you covered. We got you covered. Amen. We just need you registered. Amen. We need you registered for the 5K. Again, that's April 29th. Uh, you already know what the funds go to support is the Nate Ruffin Scholarship. Uh, we're able to give young people scholarships who are on their way to college uh, and, and continue in their educational pursuits. Uh, since its inception, we've been able to give over $200,000 worth of scholarships, and we want to continue in that. That's right. Amen. Amen. We want to continue in that. And so you can walk, run, or be pushed. However you get there, we want you to cross that finish line with the Nate Ruffin 5K, Saturday, April 29th. If you need to register, be sure to see Brother Sims or, or uh, uh, Deacon Williams here, and they will get you registered as well. Also, high school seniors, be reminded uh, that we need your information for you to participate in baccalaureate service. Uh, I was talking to our futures ministry coordinator this morning, and she told me that a lot of high school seniors have requested the information, but only three have submitted the information. Now, you know what's going to happen, y'all. Amen. Amen. So seniors, come on. Don't wait until the last minute. Go ahead and get that information submitted because we want to celebrate you. We want mama and daddy and grandmama to be proud of you and say, there go my baby. There go my baby. Amen. So go ahead and get that information submitted so we can celebrate you uh, on baccalaureate uh, Sunday. Also, re be reminded, seniors, that you can also apply for the Nate Ruffin Scholarship. Those uh, submissions 
are to be in by April 30th. April 30th, we need your submission to be in to be considered for a Nate Ruffin scholarship. Valley is coming to town, Dad, in Mississippi Valley State. Yeah, I knew you'd like that. I knew you'd like that. Valley is coming to town. Amen. The choir. Mississippi Valley State University Choir is going to be in concert here April 23rd. Uh, that's next Sunday. Next Sunday at 4 p.m. Next Sunday at 4 p.m., the uh, Valley State Choir will be here. And listen, y'all know what Valley State does. They come and they perform, but they also, they also do um, auditions on the spot. And so if you have a high school senior who can hold a note, uh, let them audition, and they may very well leave here with a scholarship to Mississippi Valley State. Amen? Amen. Amen. So get them here. Get them here and make sure that they can continue in their educational pursuits as well. Amen? Amen. I'm looking out, and I see my good friend, Senator Blunt, and Katie Blunt is with us this morning. Amen. Won't y'all give them a K-Chapel welcome? Senator Blunt is represented in District 9. Senator, come on, we're going to give you two minutes to introduce yourself and talk to her. Amen, amen. While you're doing that, y'all know Katie. Katie is the Executive Director for the Mississippi Department of Archives and History over the two museums of Mississippi. Amen. So we celebrate her and the great work that she's doing there. Senator Blunt, tell them what you need us to know. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I'll take my two minutes. Uh, uh, first, uh, give an honor to God who sent his only son to die for us. Uh, to you, it's a pretty distinguished group up here, and I would normally be a little bit intimidated in front of a group like this in this historic church. And then I see the police chief, the sheriff, and the fire chief here, and so I'm, I'm a little bit more intimidated than usual. Uh, I'm glad to see our first responders here. You know, we've, we've been through a tough legislative session, and if, if we, if the state of Mississippi wanted to support Jackson and some of the things we're dealing with here in Jackson, we would support the Jackson Police Department, the Hines County Sheriff's Office, and the Jackson Fire Department. That's what we should be doing. Um, but we are having some tough times in our city, but uh, it starts right here and getting right on Sunday morning. Uh, it's an honor for me to serve as Vice Chairman of the Senate Democratic Caucus, number two ranking Democrat in the Senate, uh, and running for re-election this year if you live in Byram or Jackson or Terry, uh, we appreciate your support. Uh, this church has meant an awful lot, not only to the Jackson, but now to the state of Mississippi. Uh, and the work of uh, Drs. Buckley has been an inspiration to all of us. It's an honor for me to be here and to worship with you this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, please remember to go vote. Thank you. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Deacon Wilson, are you here? Deacon Wilson, where are you? De Deacon Wilson, come on. Come on here. We're going to get to celebrating our first responders here. Amen? Amen. God bless you. We certainly certainly thank God for you. And, and first responders, I know you saw my dad uh, gave you the salute. That, that's just a thing that he does, y'all. He, he believes in doing that. So God bless you. We thank you. Thank you for your service. Deacon. Good morning, church. It is indeed my pleasure today, before I get started, I will ask all the members of the program committee to please stand with me. All right. I want to thank them for making this day possible to celebrate a group that we need to celebrate, that look out for us. At this time, 
I'm going to ask all the first responders, would you please stand? And let us give them a hand. We can do better, okay, child. Give them a hand. Thank you for your service. You may be seated. 911. Three numbers we sh all should know. When you dial that number, do you know who will show? Show up in the line of fire and in danger, near and far. Sometimes just to help a mother with an emergency birth in the car. To respond to your calls in a time, day, or night. Serving and protecting the wrong and the right. Lights, cameras, action on stage for the world to see. Despite the many obstacles you face, you serve with dignity. Isaiah 41, 10 states, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. To all first responders, we salute you and thank you for all you do. We pray for your safety, physical, and mental well-being, and for your families. God bless you all. We got a little token for you. Each one, each one of you, we want to present a plaque for Armor of God Award, Ephesians 6, 10, and 11. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the, in the Lord, in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wills of the devil. Presented to you this Sunday, April 16, 2023, K. Chapel Baptist Church, Reverend Reginald M. Buckley, Senior Pastor. At this time, we want to do a little photo. First, we're going to ask Jackson Police Department would you come out up front.
you. Thank you, JPD, for what you do. Next, we'll have AMR. AMR, you present? Please give them a hand they come forward. Capitol Police present. Give them a hand in the absence. Please. Next, we'll have one of the departments I used to work for years ago. Jackson Fire Department. Come on. church for allowing us to do this. God bless. One more time for all of our first responders. They come when they're called. They don't ask any questions. They just show up. Amen. We thank God for all of you, for each of you, for your service, not just for you, but for your families, for the sacrifice that they make in allowing you to serve, to protect and to serve the citizens of Hines County in Jackson, Mississippi. We salute you and we thank you. Amen. And yeah, uh, daddy, daddy says all the time, it's a mighty poor frog. I won't praise his own palm. Amen. Amen. So we thank God for you and we thank God for our sheriff. Amen. Kate Chapel's on. Tyree Jones. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Deacon Wicks, Deacon Wicks, we got some announcements for about family day. God bless you. Come on and do that for us. All right, thank you so much, Pastor. You actually did an awesome job already with it, but that's okay. 
we're going to go ahead and cover this. Hello, hello, K Chapel. Uh, all right, it's a wonderful day. You know what? I got a couple key words for you. Show up and show out. Family and Community Day Fest at K Chapel is this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This, this last happened in 2019, over three years ago. And, and this is a celebration of friends, family, and our community. On this Saturday, we will have music, games, activities, and food trucks. In the past few years, we have seen how condition of COVID has really caused us to have isolation, health issues, and death. We have also seen weather conditions tear family homes and hurt, and hurt businesses. And under these conditions of life, who is there to help those other than friends and family? And in celebration of that purpose and that responsibility, we want you to show up and show out. All right. To, to, to ensure that we have adequate food for everybody, um, we, we, we want you to register for this event. Um, there's, there, there's a simplified process where, where there will be a QR code for that to be used for that. But we also have paper registration as well. That'll be in the back side of the building today. Ushers, they can, they can tell you exactly where to, where to go if you need the, need the paper registration. When you check in on Saturday, you, you will be given tickets that will allow you to get free food from our food truck vendors. There, there is no cost for these tickets. All we ask is in the Lord's name that you have an ounce of strength, a pound of faith, and a ton of gratitude that he has allowed you to be here today. Show up and show out. Now, if now it, it ain't over on Saturday. On Sunday, we will have a special service for our new and our new members will help us lead that special service. Now, if you now if you want to have some of that great food that we normally have on Sunday, you better come Saturday. <laughs> All right. Again, everyone, show up and show out. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bless you. Bless you. Yeah, you said it better than I could. Amen. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Looking forward to a great time on, on next Sunday. Listen, do want to let you know this. We, we've been in prayer. We've been in consultation uh, and meetings also with our deacons and our, our, our COVID response team. Um, we feel like we're at a place now where we can at least begin to relax the mask policy. Amen? And so, and so we're going to what we're calling a mask optional policy, which means that if you're comfortable wearing your mask, you're invited to continue doing so. But if you'd like not to wear your mask, you don't have to do that anymore starting next Sunday. Amen? Starting next Sunday. Now listen, now listen, just in the same way, in the same way that we practice grace uh, beforehand, we're going to practice grace now. In other words, no mask shaming allowed. No mask shaming allowed. If someone wants and needs to wear their mask, you don't shame them for wearing their mask. That's a personal choice. Amen? Amen. And you love them anyhow. And if they don't want you all up on them, don't be up on them. Amen. Amen. Wave from a distance. Love you in the name of the Lord. Amen? Are we good with that? Mask optional policy. Amen? 
Amen. Listen, last, last thing, last thing. On the fifth Sunday, fifth Sunday of this month, we're doing something. I need everybody to be here on the fifth Sunday. Not only is the Lord's Day, you need to be here anyway, but we're going to pay tribute. We're going to pay tribute to somebody who's been serving a long, long time here at K-Chapel, over 40 years. Uh, Brother Beret Thickpen. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. Yeah, it's only right. It's only right. It's only right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate him and his ministry and contribution to the music ministry of K Chapel. Forty plus years, he's been serving as our minister of music, and we're gonna celebrate him as we enter into a new era of music ministry. We're gonna celebrate him and all that he has done to get us where we are here at K Chapel. Amen. We love you, Brother Thickpin, and we're going to celebrate in high fashion on the fifth Sunday. Amen. God bless you. Come on. Good morning, Katie Chapel. To our first responder, we just can't thank you enough for all that you do. Well, it's ties and offering time. This is the time where we all get the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. We here at Katie Chapel fully understand that to fully praise and worship God does include our offering, which are given primarily for three reasons here at Katie Chapel. The first reason why we give is because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. The second reason why we give is a sign of giving thanks to God for providing provision for all our needs. And the third reason why we give is simply because we just want to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and ministries that occur here, throughout our city, our state, our nation, and even around the world through K-Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by using a traditional method, using an envelope system. You can mail it in, or you can drop it off by the office. Or you also can use the K-Chapel app. Now, for those of you that are with us by way of live stream, you too can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your stream. So how much you give and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudging or our necessity. For God loves a cheer for giver. God bless.
the requirements of orientation and those of you that have known me for a hundred years will know that that used to be a program that I headed up and I, I know that those lessons are so important and after that member has completed orientation and I want all the orientation folks to raise their hand they have on those wonderful orange shirts uh, this morning and they did a fabulous job in the gym today introducing our new members to the various departments. But this morning we have Brother Blake Hollins. Uh, Brother Hollins, would you come forth? All right, let's give him a hand as he come forth. He, he is, come on down, come on down. We feel like Christ is right, right. Um, Brother Hollins has re completed those requirements, and we are asking one representative from each department and from each ministry of the church here at Cade Chapel, just like Jesus did in our Sunday school lesson this morning. We learned that fellowshipping is a part of our Christian responsibility, right? And we're going to play What a Fellowship. And every department leader is going to come down now and, and wish Brother Blake Hollins the greatest fellowship of all here at Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And I think each of you will agree with me when I say sickness is a part of life that is a difficult experience. But scripture reveals that God comforts us when we are troubled. Certainly God loves us and is with us in every situation, even when it comes to physical sickness. We ask you this morning to keep all of our bereaved families in your prayers. The Peterson, McAfee, and Burks families. We have those who have lost, recently lost loved ones Brother Thomas Cheatham's family lost a loved one, Mrs. Marsha M. Powell. The service for Ms. Powell will be held on April 21st in Chicago, Illinois. We have those in hospital. 
in the hospital or nursing home or even rehab. Brother Ira Roberts, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Brother John Johnson, Sister Marilyn Woods, Brother Walter Cheatham, Sister Christy Wright-Jones, Sister Gloria Greer, Sister Jackie Simmons, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, and Brother Benny Lowry. And you heard me call Brother Cheatham, Walter Cheatham's name. I ask that you continually pray for him because he is seriously ill. So your prayers are much needed. We have those recovering at home. Sister Bunny Scott, Brother Jeff Simmons, Sister Shirley Cozy, Sister Irene Shepherd, Brother Charles Foster, Brother Walter Cheatham, Sister Cynthia Buchanan, Sister Deborah Ledbetter, Sister Olivia Sims Jones, Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Brother Kevin Roselle, Brother John Sanders, Brother Aaron Thompson Sr., Sister Marilyn Langford, Sister Demetria Davenport, Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother Al Buchanan, Brother Sammy Henderson, and Sister Dorothy Jones. We ask that you continue to pray for Mrs. Janet Shepherd, Sherrod, I'm sorry, Miss Janet Sherrod, the daughter of Sister Pearl Hopper, and Miss Carolyn Jackson, the sister of Sister Linda McKenzie Wilson, both of Montgomery, Alabama. And as you travel during the week, do as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Powell. You mentioned uh, Linda Wilson. She's actually here this morning, uh, one of our distant members uh, from Mobile, Alabama. Amen. She's here, and she brought with her uh, Sister Lofton from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, who we claiming as a distant member. Amen. She's going to be a distant member. Amen. So thank God that you all are with us on this morning. Amen.
this far to leave us now we've been through too much for the Lord to leave us now and I just believe I'm gonna run on see what the end's gonna be John 20 pick up reading at verse number 26 and after eight days again his disciples were within and Thomas with them then came Jesus the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said peace be unto you then saith he to Thomas reach, reach hither thy finger behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless but believing. I want to talk about eight days after Easter. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Eight days after Easter. <clears throat> um, Easter is the high point on the Christian calendar. It's, it's our Super Bowl. All roads and all events lead to Easter. And for some of us, just like the Super Bowl, after Easter is over, we go into off-season. <laughs> Wish y'all would talk to me in here. 
That's why we don't have no chairs out this morning, because after Easter is over, we go into off-season. But the reality is that the story does not end with Easter. There's more that happens after the resurrection that helps to shape and inform our faith. None of the Gospels ends their account with the stated fact that Jesus rose from the dead. But each one of them gives accounts of the resurrected Christ. Why? Because the story does not just end with the resurrection. Go through the Gospels and you will find Jesus making several appearances in various forms to various audiences. Uh, in John 20, Jesus makes his first appearance to Mary Magdalene after Peter and John have left. In Luke 24, Jesus appears to Cleopas and his friend on the Emmaus Road. In Mark 16 and 4, he appears to the 11 apostles there as they are uh, locked behind these doors on that Easter, that Easter evening. About two weeks later, Jesus appears to the disciples while they are fishing and he eats supper with them on the seashore. Why? Because the story doesn't end with the resurrection. And in this text, eight days after Easter, Jesus appears to Thomas. He appears to Thomas and his other disciples. My brothers and sisters, if we leave it all with Easter, if all of our commitment stops at Easter, if all of our interest ends with Easter, if all of our energy and focus and dedication is just on Easter, then we miss a large part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Jesus did not just get, get up from the grave and ascend into heaven. Had he done so, there would have been more doubt surrounding the resurrection. Had he simply gone to heaven, there would have been a bevy of unanswered questions and a shroud of mystery even among the faithful followers. So Jesus hangs around for a little while making appearances here and there, eating meals, showing up in closed rooms, having close encounters with those who needed to know and see and witness him for themselves. And in doing so, it says to us that it doesn't end with Easter. One such moment, one such encounter is recorded in this text between the risen Lord and a disciple named Thomas. Many of us, many of us refer to him as Doubting, you know what I'm talking about, Doubting Thomas, Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas is what we call him. We call him Doubting Thomas and Deacon Sims, I got to admit, I got a problem with that. I don't like the fact that we keep calling him Doubting Thomas. No, 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 no. I, I think Doubting Thomas is an unfortunate and an unfair moniker that has been given to this disciple to forever be labeled by one moment in time 
to forever be known because of one instance, because of one event, one exchange, to forever be known for one thing, one failure, one indiscretion. No other disciple is relegated to his action except for Thomas. Peter denied knowing Jesus, but we don't call him denying Peter. Nathaniel slick insulted Jesus saying can any good thing come out of Nazareth but we don't call him slick Nathaniel. This very text has the disciples held up in a room together with locked doors because they are afraid that they would be found and executed. But we don't call them the fearful followers. But doubting Thomas has stuck to this disciple through the ages all because of his insistence to see with his own eyes and to touch with his own hands the resurrected body of Jesus. We ought to be careful about how we label people. We, we ought to be thoughtful about how we let others define for us who someone is. For when you look at the discipleship of Thomas up to this point, he had been one of those frontline followers of Jesus. Thomas was not some weak-kneed disciple who was going along just for the ride, but Thomas was sold out for Jesus. Remember when Jesus was about to go to Jerusalem to heal Lazarus, the scripture records that all of the other disciples warned Jesus not to go for fear of what the Jews would do if they caught him there. But in the midst of all of that fear and doubtfulness, it was Thomas. Thomas who said, let us go with him that we may die with him. That was Thomas. In other words, Thomas was ready not just to live for the Lord, but to die for Jesus. Completely sold out. Fully committed to Christ. Thomas was all in with Jesus. And just because he wanted to see for himself and know for himself and touch for himself so that he could believe for himself in the resurrected Christ, we forever label him old Doubting Thomas. What might you be labeled if any one moment were pulled from your file? Any one moment in time of your history, any indiscretion, anything, any event that you were involved in that only happened once. How might you be known to the masses? How infamous might you be if any low point or any struggling moment or any bad day in your life were forever associated with your name? So rather than sing about it, can we just practice grace? Rather than
rather than singing about amazing grace, can we just practice grace with each other and extend grace to each other and recognize that all of us make mistakes here and there. All of us miss the mark from time to time and we will not forever remember each other for the thing that we did, but try to give some grace and allow people to grow in the space and in the way that God is leading them now. Grace is about giving that individual time and space to live it down. Time and space to grow out of it. Time and space to put it behind them without forever being reminded of the mistake they made. If you don't get anything else from this sermon this morning, give Thomas and maybe your friend some grace. Thomas says, can't believe this unless I see it for myself. I, I've got to see this. I've heard about this reports, but, but, but I can't imagine that a man could have suffered the way I saw Jesus suffer and get up from that. i got to see that for myself. I, I can't wrap my mind around the fact that I saw him die. I saw him take his last breath. I, I witnessed it with my own eye. And you're telling me, I got to see that for myself. I got to witness that for myself. I got to experience that for myself. And I, I don't believe y'all lying, but I just need to know for myself. The fact is, most of us in here would have felt the same way Thomas felt. If 10 of your friends had come telling you somebody, you would have said the same thing. I ain't going to believe that. Till I see it for myself. Thomas was just bold enough to say what most of us just think. And upon hearing of this fantastical account of the disciples that Jesus is risen from the dead, Thomas says these now famous words, except I shall see in, my, in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. That's what he said. That's what he put out there. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. And, and maybe if Jesus is listening and, and up like you say he is, maybe he'll hear me saying this, that I ain't going to believe it until I see it. Y'all go tell him I said that, that, that I'm not going to believe it until he shows himself to me. And for seven days, nothing. Seven days. He put it out there and nothing happened. He was bold enough to say what everybody else was thinking, but for seven days, nothing. He was honest enough to articulate what was on his heart and on his mind, and for seven days, no response from the Lord. Have you ever prayed to God about something and hadn't gotten the word? Don't, don't, don't look at me like that. You, you hadn't gotten all of your prayers answered in the moment that you prayed them. Some of us have been praying for years for some things to happen, and, and we hadn't heard a word yet. We hadn't gotten a response yet. For seven days, Thomas hears nothing from the Lord. For seven days, no word. Now, some have raised the question, where was Thomas in the first place? Why was he not there when all of the others saw Jesus? We don't have an answer to that. But Thomas's absence has caused speculation as to the closeness of his fellowship with the other disciples.
some of us think we can do this thing alone. Let me help you. You miss out when you try to do it by yourself. Wish I had a witness in here. Thomas, Thomas was not there. We don't know why, but there is something to be said about being in fellowship with brothers and sisters. There's something to be said about not just belonging to a church, but, but, but being at church. Not just having your name on the church rolls, but having your life connected with the body of Christ. Something happens when you are in fellowship with fellow saints. You grow in fellowship with other saints. You mature in your faith journey with fellow saints. You experience koinonia, which God grants to those who bind themselves to one another in fellowship with other saints. Thomas was not there, and because he was not there, he missed out. He wasn't there and he missed the moment. Thomas wasn't there and he missed what everybody else had witnessed. Hear me and hear me well. Don't complain about what you missed because you wasn't there. Don't, don't complain about what you missed out on and, and, and I didn't hear that. You wasn't there. Wish I had a witness in here. Don't, don't complain about what you're not getting. Folk leave the church talking about they aren't being fed, but they're absent, absent from Sunday school, absent in Bible study, absent in worship. They're absent. Complain about not being used, but absent from the ministry expo, absent in missionary circles, absent in layman's meetings, absent from small groups. There's always something for you to do, but you'll never get it if you're not there. Thomas was missing at the first appearance of Jesus, but eight days after Easter, Jesus comes again. And here it is, y'all. Even after Easter, Christians have a reason to yet rejoice. Don't let all your victory be just on Easter. You got victory every day of your life. Those who are in Christ live in victory. My God, my God, after Easter, we, we, we then still rejoice. After Easter, we still come to church with hallelujah on our lips. After Easter, we still come and worship and praise God. After Easter, because why? Because after the hymns of victory are lifted and after the speeches are recited and after the excitement is experienced and all the exchanges are shared, I'm glad that the Lord does not just leave us at Easter. But he stays and he gives us three things, and I'm done. Three quick things. Here it is. What Jesus brings to us after Easter, first of all, he gives peace to your deepest frustration. Peace to your deepest frustration. The first thing that Jesus says when he enters into that room, peace be unto you. Now, peace be unto you is more than a greeting. It is an announcement that speaks to their frustration. Jesus knows that these men have gone through something unimaginable. They are in a room locked up for fear of their lives, and he says to them, peace. Don't be afraid. I know you're frustrated. I know you're confused. I know you're angry. I know you got all kinds of questions. Peace. I want to remind you this morning that however frustrating your situation is, it is not too much for the Lord to come into it and speak peace to it. It is not too much for him to cause peace to assault your spirits, for peace to... to 
to, to help your frustrated hearts. He gives peace to our troubled minds and peace for our weary souls. You're frustrated with the way things are going. I know frustrated with the path that the situations have taken. I know you're frustrated with the city of Jackson. I know you're frustrated with Mississippi. I know you're frustrated with all kinds of things happening at the state capitol building. Frustrated with the mistakes along the way. Frustrated with having gone, things having gone on the same way, the same time, time after time after time. Seem like this group can't get along with that group. Seem like that group can't get along with this group. Seem like the citizens are suffering because folk are fighting. Frustrated with broken promises. People not doing their job. People not responding to our requested. Frustrated, 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 frustrated. And Jesus says to your deeper frustration, peace be unto you. Peace. Quit going to bed losing sleep. Peace. Peace. Reverend, how can we have peace and garbage is piling up? How can we have peace? It seems like our state is against our city. How can we have peace? How can we have peace and seem like every, every step we take, somebody pulls us two or three steps back? How can we have peace? That's what Jesus brings to our deepest frustrations. We can take what hurts us most, frustrates us most, what concerns us most to the Lord in prayer. And he says to him, my peace I give unto you. Not the peace of the world, but my peace I give unto you. And if God gives you his peace, you can sleep at night. If God gives you his peace, you can go to work and know that the Lord will make a way somehow. If God gives you his peace. My peace I give unto you. He gives peace to our deepest frustration. But then secondly, secondly, he gives answers to your desperate questions. Answers to your desperate questions. After speaking to their frustrations by declaring peace over them, Jesus now gets very specific. It was a general blessing. Peace be unto you. But then he turns to deal with a specific request. Thomas? I understand you, you want to see me. Peace be unto you, Thomas. Come here for a second. I understand you have a question. Peace be unto you, Thomas. Come meet with me for a moment. I understand, I understand you were not here when I came seven days earlier and, and you've got something you got to get off of your mind. Jesus speaks directly. To Thomas, Thomas, take your finger and touch my hand. Take your hand and thrust it into my side. He says, Thomas, I understand you've articulated something that I need to speak directly to. I'm glad. I've got a God who will not mind speaking directly to your issues, speaking directly to your questions, dealing directly with your problems, whatever you've got. He says, no, I'm not going to shuck and jive with you. I'm, I'm not going to play patty cake with you. I'll come directly and talk to you about what question you got. What you want to say, Thomas? What, what you need, Thomas? You need to touch me? Here I am. You need to feel me? Here I am. You, you need to know that I'm real? Here I am. See for yourself. 
Investigate for yourself. Touch for yourself and know that I am the answer to your most desperate question. Do I have a witness in here? I want to suggest to you today that when you are honest in your pursuit of God, that God will meet you right where you are. Your desperate questions. God, why is this happening? I'm talking about desperate questions. Lord, why am I going through this? Desperate questions. God, why am I sick right now? Desperate questions. God, why do I feel this grief in my heart? Desperate questions. Lord, why did you take my child? Why did you take my family member? Why is my child lost right now and can't find her way back home? Desperate questions. God will come in to your desperate moments and deal directly with you. Thirdly, and I'm done. He comes and he gives us hope for our darkest days. Jesus says to Thomas, now, I want you to examine me for yourself. I want you to experience me on your own terms because I want to be real for you. And if you need to touch my hands, here they are. If you need my side, here it is. Why? Because I don't want you to leave here hopeless and helpless. But I want you to leave here believing. Ah. Here it is. If this will help you believe, touch it. If this will help you believe, investigate it. Do what you need so that when you leave here, you can leave here believing. Isn't that a beautiful thing that God allows himself to be investigated by us? Do, do you understand how, how, how much God has to lower himself for us to investigate him, to examine him? And yet he says, if that'll help you to believe, help yourself. If touching me will help you believe, touch me. If, if, if having a conversation with me will help you believe, go ahead and ask your question. God says, whatever you need so that you will leave here believing. He says, I'm here. I've added yes to the recorded words of Christ. But you have to imagine that the last week of the disciples' lives were dark days. Their master had been crucified. Their lives were in danger. They could not be seen in public openly without the threat of being jailed or even killed. Those were dark days. But Jesus shows up in the midst of their dark days and gives them hope. Hope for their future. Hope for tomorrow. And he says as much to Thomas when he says to him, touch and see for yourself. Leave here believing. Leave here with your hope restored. Leave here with your question answered. Leave here with a renewed faith. Leave here knowing that your Redeemer leaves, lives. And those of you who come to this church seven days after Easter, on this eighth day tomorrow, I need you to leave here believing. Believing that God met you here. 
believing that the story did not end last week, but it continues even now that God is still hearing your prayers. God showed up here because he knew you would be here and said, I need you to investigate all over again. Bring your questions, bring your concerns, bring your cares and cast them all upon the altar. Why? For God cares for you. says, and you ought to leave Cade Chapel believing, believing that the Lord will hear you, believing that God will answer your prayer, believing that he's brought you this far and he's not going to leave you now, believing that we've come this far by faith, believing that the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. Believe that everything you heard about God is true, that God is love and he loves you, that God will never leave you nor forsake you, that God will wrap his loving arms around you, that God will fight for you, that God will put his hedge over you, that God will comfort and keep you, that God will anchor and hold you. He'll come into your fearfulness. He'll enter into your brokenness. He'll come into your loneliness. He'll walk into your sorrowfulness. Just like he did for Thomas. He sees where you are. He knows the questions you have. He knows the concerns that are on your heart. Things you wrestle with that you haven't quite figured out. Says, that's all right. Stay with me. Eight days after Easter, Jesus came to see about it. And I don't know when he's going to come and see about you. But I believe he will. I know he will. I know he will. I know he will. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. Give you his peace. Want to tell you about the way I felt yesterday. My emotions they got in the way how quickly i forgot to trust you lord to stand upon the promise of your word but faith grabbed a hold of me and change my unbelief my heart has been restored <laughs> once again so I believe in you Lord I'm sorry for not trusting you before but faith grabbed a hold of me and it changed my unbelief my heart has been restored 
once again. Now things are different <laughs> than the day before. God made a way. He opened up a door. In just one day, everything has changed. God answered me. I'm no longer the same. Some things I've lost, some things I've gained, but my heart will never, never be the same. My heart is restored once again. I'm pretty sure Peter said, I believe in you, Lord. I'm sorry for not trusting you before. But faith grabbed a hold of me and change my unbelief. My heart has been restored once again. My heart has been restored once again. Thomas said, my heart has been restored once again. church, but you've never just said, Lord, I, I believe. You, you know about religion, but you've never said to Jesus, I believe. My God, you, you ought not leave this service. You ought not leave this moment without doing that right now. So if you will, do me a favor. Everybody, if you'll stand to your feet, if you'll stand to your feet, because every now and then people just need some encouragement. See, and here's the encouragement. You're already standing. So you you might as well start moving. If you're already up and you've never given your life to Christ and you're ready to do that right now, come and meet us here. If you don't have a church home and you've never joined a church and, and you've been out there and doing this church and that church and, and not really affiliated yourself with one church, you come now. Wherever you are, whoever you are, the doors of the church are open. You can come right now from the balcony to the overflow, wherever you are. Meet us here right now. The doors of the church are open. Won't you say now, I believe as Thomas said, leave here restored, leave here renewed, 
leave here as a new creature in Christ because the Bible says this. Those who are in Christ are new creatures. Old things are passed away. And all things have become new. You can be new this morning. The doors of the church are open. Come now. Come now. Come now. Come on. Come on. My heart is renewed. The doors of the church are open. Yes, I'm Bless his trusting Bless his you. Come on now. Come on now. My heart on now. is renewed. Don't resist him any longer. Don't resist him any longer. Yes, I'm yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. My heart is Bless your name, God. Bless your name, God. Yes, I'm trusting you. Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. My heart is You're who watching. You can call the number that's on your screen. Somebody yes, wants to talk to you. You can join right now, wherever you are. You can join. You can join. You can confess Christ right now. Call the number on your screen. Text yes, the QR code, whatever it is that's there. Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. talking about trust, Pat. Can we leave out of here with a little old time? I will trust in the Lord. I will trust That's it. in the Lord. Come on, y'all, everybody. I will trust in the Lord. Everybody sing that. I will, I will trust, trust in Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.